Good morning, friends, and thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Sunday Morning's podcast. Today, we chat with our friend Kelsey, who works at a local downtown Eastside school. We talk about what the community looks like, how population has changed since you first started, real needs of the kids and their parents, what support looks like, and how we can take part in making real changes in the community. The population has definitely changed. Not saying that they don't need help, but it's a different kind of... Yeah. Yeah, it's not... You're not coming across parents who are unable to send their kids to school because they're for whatever reason. Lots of different reasons. Yes. (laughs) It's Um, more, uh, yeah, it's more like the trauma behind being from a war-torn country and all that stuff. So it's, it's definitely changed. So when you were there five years ago and the population was what it was, um, (laughs) where are they today? Have they moved? Has it shifted? Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't really know. I think um, because we, we still have a lot of the same kids, like the same families, but some have moved on. Some have gone back to um, more like rural areas okay. and others um, have just gone into high school and maybe they don't have younger siblings. So I don't know what ended up happening with those families, but um, yeah, it's we've grown, but not a huge amount so it's it's interesting about the how the demographic has changed yet we're not gaining too many kids yeah nor are we losing too many and the other thing with my school is that the uh I don't think dropout rate because it's not you're not dropping out but moving from our school to another school is very like fluid whereas if you were in the west side your kid stays at that school and you're pretty much there for your entire school, elementary school life. Whereas at my school, they're coming and going, maybe they're gone for a year and then they come back for a year and then they come back for two, or maybe they've gone for a year and they come back for a couple months and then they leave again. It's like- And it's normal? For us, it's normal because I think a lot of like, especially the First Nations community, they they um, travel back and forth, like I said, to um, like the rural um, uh, residential areas. So, um, like up in Bella Coola, there's um, a, a res up there. And so, yeah, they do come and go and then. From all over Vancouver. Um, so, the demographics are different, but obviously, their parents have to be able to get them to school and they've made a decision. So, even if they are, I would say, like lower income than the surrounding area, they have some stability. Right. In income. So we don't, we have a couple of families that are, you know, low income, but most of them are not. Yes. So yes. Different even, than probably yours. Nobody actually, even has heard of my school. Even when I've I heard school, of it. I've oh, heard of it. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's smaller than Strath because Strath was massive. And we have a little bit of that coming in in kindergarten, but not, not anywhere near Strathcona. Yeah. 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 Is it like yeah. gentrification S? Yes. Oh yeah, totally. Because Strathcona is the new area because it's near downtown, but it's not like yeah far away. And I think uh, I don't know why it hasn't hit totally our school yet. I don't know if it's because we're not a lot of people know about it, or or because we're on the because there's a train track that kind of separates. Okay. There's a bridge that a walkover bridge that connects the projects to our school. Yeah. So um, maybe that's why, because most of the neighborhoods are over 
behind the the projects more towards Strath. Yeah. But it hasn't really moved over to us quite yet. We're starting to see a little more, like I said, in kindergarten, which is interesting. Yeah. Right. You know. Is that the school that we did the lunches? Yeah. You guys are doing an amazing job. Like, Thanks. for what those kids go through, I mean, like, they were the sweetest, like, they were really nice, like, so nice. Yeah, thank God. I was a little worried because I was like, oh, God, I hope no one says fuck you to someone or <laughs> so cafeteria or. They were so sweet. I no, they were really happy. nice. Yeah, that like, was really So awesome. well-mannered, like. Do you think, well, I mean, it was funny because your teachers were so great, but it was like, well, I don't want that cookie. Can I get that cookie? And the teacher's like, no, you don't have a choice. Yeah. What they give you. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. 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 And then my daughter was like, I'll just give you the cookie. And then the teacher was like, no, 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 no. we don't give them what they want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> but they were, they were all so great. And I, like, I was saying to Barb, I loved how our kids got to, like, be and like you know and then like just got to chat with the kids and just built like this thing like my daughter still talks about it we'll go back we'll answer Barb do it again like I just loved it so much like can we go there again we talked about it we can't have anybody obviously come into the school yeah we can't even send food right we can't even no because it's all it's all stupid liability issues that's all it is it would be fine but like we're not even allowed to say give like if I brought an apple from home I can't give that apple to a kid because you never know maybe well and then it will go back to you and then you get sued or the school gets sued Mm -hmm. I mean in reality who the hell is actually going to do that but yes yeah what we do at one of my kids schools um because obviously treats and stuff aren't allowed right now but the loop around is well after school if you do it outside and it's no longer school hours then you can just give it to them going into the car yeah, yeah, pretty much, because then it's not on the board. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, with the fan, with okay, so with the all the new Syrian families that are coming in, do you find that you've had to shift things? Do they need different things? Have there been different su- support systems put into place? We deal more like with like um, donations and and help more. I would say with the First Nations community still. The Syrian family, I feel like. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's times where they've gotten certain things, but um, they, we have a translator and she helps a lot. And I'm pretty sure they have like a pretty good network through the government. I could be wrong, but I think they're set up like when, by the time a family moves into that area and we get them, They've already been set up with like furniture and all oh. this. I don't know where it comes from. I have no idea, but wow. I know like one family that has needed, I think it was a crib. She got a crib because she had a new baby. And, but that's really it from the Syrian side that I've heard. It's more the First Nations community still. That's so sad. So are they not getting the same support from the government? I, I don't believe so. I don't think it's easy. For yeah. Don't you love it when they come in? You're like, you, you see the anger and the unimpressedness in her face. <laughs> <laughs> just, just do this. You're so good to get it later. <laughs> don't worry. We all have kids where they interrupt us. And it's no- <laughs> 
every time I'm on the phone, he will ignore me all day. And then I get <laughs> the phone and it's like, hey, uh, 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 uh. I'm like, worse <laughs> 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 than our kid. <laughs> Husbands are Actually, worse than our kids in the closet. They are worse. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway. <laughs> so do you find that does the school support the kids more just the kids or do they focus on the whole family um, I think actually we're pretty good about focusing on the whole family I mean I personally I am in contact with two families that I talk to on a regular basis hmm. and if they need extra help with getting groceries then I provide them with gift certificates obviously through the school we're we're um we have funds for that, but yeah, if, um, we have an awesome, one of our awesome resource teachers, she actually is part of like a, um, like a mama group on, on Facebook on the North shore. And she gets a lot of donations through them, um, for like new mothers who are struggling maybe to find, uh, cribs or bottles or clothes or whatever they need. And so she's been very, very good at finding stuff for them and like nice stuff, not like shitty stuff. So yeah, we've been blessed to have her. Like I would not really know where I would be able to find that if I, one of my families needed that. I'm sure I could if I really looked, but yeah. So I think we've been pretty good about, about um, supporting the whole family. Like even at Christmas time, um, we're given a bunch of donations. So we are able to make baskets for families with like grocery gift cards so they can have a Christmas dinner, um, stocking stuffers, gifts for the whole family. Um, one year we were, we were given so much money that like wow. each family got, um, it was like $500. It was, yeah, it was That's crazy. So great. It was crazy. Yeah. So, do parents like do people just donate to the school for you guys, and then you guys just put all this in like in your funds of what you do for people? Like, how do you find your like? Do, do people just come in and just be like, "I want to donate to the school," or? Um, I'm not really privy to that. I don't really know, but that same resource teacher, she used to be. So we used to have um like a an inner city team. And she kind of ran that and she was able to um, come and start relationships with certain people that are very wealthy within the city. And um, since then have always carried over year to year with donations. Like we just got like some absurd amount of money. Like, so like, obviously that money is going to be saved for other years, but yeah, we've been getting a lot we're very very fortunate really nice wow that's really generous of the people to do yeah. that there is good people out there there are but like if you think of the families that don't go to my school yeah. I don't know how they would access yeah and that's the thing like it's not like at our school we get a lot of money from parents but public education is not like fair across the board because some schools, like their playgrounds are fully funded by parents. Yeah. And some school, like their, our libraries, our, our library at our school is basically funded by parents. Right. And you know, Seymour might be funded oh, by donate, like 
people who donate money, but like you're saying, other schools who don't have parents or donations, they get very little. Right? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, we're very fortunate. We have a lot of like Terminal City helps us out a lot. Um, BLG, um, the, uh, the law firm helps us out a lot. Um, there's another, oh gosh, I don't know what they're called. There's, yeah, we, we, have, we have quite a few big donors. That's really great. Yeah, it's, so it's great. But like I said, if you're not part of the school, then they're not everyone yeah. getting that. Yeah, there is one school by our school where my kids go to Catholic school. They don't get barely anything. Like we actually do coat drives for them, our school. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also do food bank yep. for them. So like when the kids get to wear non-uniform day, um, every other month, those proceeds will help that school. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. But sometimes like it's funny because like, and I say this because like I went in there to help cut the check and do everything with the couple of parents. And I was like saying to the parents, I'm like, fuck, they didn't seem appreciated yeah. as I thought they would. And she's like, well, what do you mean? And I was explaining how like when we went to your school and we did all that, it was like such, people were just so happy. Like, yeah. you know, and it was just a small little thing where these guys were like, yeah, thanks. And like just threw us out the door. It was like, no, thank you so much for helping us. And like, I, I was like, I told the principal, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore though. Cause this is like, I don't know if it's their behavior or yeah. what, but that's just not fun. Like, you know, no, of be grateful. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've had moments where like at Christmas time, we found gifts that kids have opened and I guess didn't want them and they threw them on the playground. Like, that's just, just like, you know what? You get more than like yeah. than my stepson gets. So like, shut up and just take it. Yeah. yeah. But we have had moments where some of us staff feel that sometimes it's a little much. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Like, uh -huh. because it becomes normal. Right. Uh -huh. it be normal. Like, right, right, you're right. receiving something, you should be grateful for it. Right. But I mean, obviously, there's awesome. a lot more background to that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, but yeah. So interesting. And I always wonder, like, because we have a girlfriend, Ro, um, and she said, like, she used her family used to get food from their school. She was mm -hmm. a not every family did, but some families did. And she said she didn't realize till she was older. It was because they were poor. Like, she yeah. literally didn't realize. She just thought she was getting it. And then she looked back and she's like, oh, shit, we were the one of the poor families. Right. Like, so they might not even know. They might not even be that because they might not because they're surrounded. That's all they're surrounded by. Yeah. So when they leave the school, they're all together in the projects. Yeah. Go to, <clears throat> there's a community center that's basically attached to the the complex. Yeah. So they spend their time there at our school, and then when they're not in those two programs, they're with each other, like in the complex. So you're right. right. They might not actually realize until maybe grade seven when right to discuss more of that kind of stuff, but. Still an yeah. asshole move, but I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pissed too. But yeah, I mean, every Friday we get we we're part of a backpack program, so we get groceries delivered, individual mm -hmm. bags. Those kids take those home. 
But again, because um, the, the Syrian families have come in, we're not really in need of it much anymore. Like, cause they're halal or, and to be fair, um, a lot of these groceries are like, kind of yeah. like non-perishable. Yeah. Not like, food type yeah, just because you're, just because you're lower income doesn't mean you should be receiving food that's, yeah, I necessarily would buy. Yeah. You know? So it'd be nice, like, I get it. I get why, but it'd be nice if it could be a little. Yeah, like flour, sugar, yeah, things that know. they can make mm, that is yeah. good. Is there perhaps a fresh grocery or groceries can get delivered to them? Or is that just a whole other ball game? Or is gift cards maybe the best thing for them so they can do their own? I would imagine gift cards are better. And actually, now that we're finding with coronavirus, it's kind of popping off down there. And um, the thing now is that these families aren't able to go out and get food if the whole family is isolating. So we're having to provide groceries, like running out to the grocery store and buying like ready-made meals so that they can. Hmm. So yeah, it's. You can decide as well as it goes. That could be potentially a thing. I'm just thinking, Sarah, like, I don't know, food even for families fresh food especially it's true especially with um coronavirus i didn't even think about that i'm i'm honestly so used to just doing it online i go I there know. they pop it in my trunk and then i go home and that's it or they even deliver yeah done it that way yeah but not everybody has the luxury right true and it's something that my 14 year old pointed out is that a lot of the delivery type things she said it's really set up for the privilege. She's like, a homeless person can't sign up for that because they don't have an address and they don't have credit. Yeah. And I'm just like, you're right. Because we were talking about things like, oh, we can have anything delivered now or you want bubble tea, we'll go get bubble tea delivered and groceries can be delivered to your door. And it is for the privilege. And then she was like, yeah, but how would you, like, how could you sign up for the fresh groceries or get these kind of deals because sometimes like there's really good deals on them. She's like, you can't do that if you don't have a credit card to sign up with or an address to have it delivered to. Yeah. She's like, it's not for everybody. And yeah. I was like, you're right. Our whole society is not set up for that. No, even like this whole wearing mask thing, like that's a privilege. Yeah. yeah. Not everyone's going to have masks. You can't. Mm-hmm. So that's even another like yeah. issue. Yeah. It's just people with masks or, or like, proper cleaning products to make sure that your hand sanitizer, you know? Yeah, it's not cheap either, right? No, gear and sanitizers are very expensive if you're, if you're consistently needing to uh, purchase them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you guys, do the kids wear masks at school or is that not a thing? <laughs> um not really I mean some are really good about it but I mean we're all (laughs) wearing masks but it's not mandatory or is it requested I think if you're in middle school see you have to wear it but what's middle school 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 seven eight nine but like our our grade six seven like I'm in the six seven class I'd say half of them wear their masks. 
and then they're all out together outside and it's like a big mishmash of whatever and then they go home and they're all together so it's like yeah but has everybody been pretty healthy so far <laughs> um i mean we just kind of got over a, i don't want to say an outbreak but there was like we had four families within a month wow so that, too bad. that was pretty scary for everybody yeah it's scary. It's just an unusual thing. Pardon? It's just so, it, everything is just so up in the unusual, well, just up in the air. Yeah. Even my kids yesterday were like, is this just going to ever end or is this really going to be a normal thing for us? And I said, I really can't answer anything right now. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I'm like, I just can't answer it. I'm like, one day at a time, like, we're all just kind of dealing with it, but you know, but I could see it. It's really, I can now see it's affecting them just because for us, it's been, we're like, we were in Mexico around this time and then we came back and that's when it hit the heart, like a pandemic. Right. So they're like, oh, it's a year. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, yep, it's a year. I know, it's but crazy. Kids are resilient, but I could see it really affecting them too, right? Not seeing... Like, I'll be like, oh, your cousin. Oh, which one? I haven't seen them so long. I forgot who it was. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's yeah. sad. Yeah. And, like, with our families down there, they're not really – they're still all getting together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're all still – Well, they're saying there's a burnout now. So people are just like, fuck it. Just going to live life. Totally. Hey, yeah. you see this right here? <laughs> I just, you just had a COVID. I just got COVID tested. I'm negative. <laughs> only reason you're allowed in here. And did you have, Kelsey, do you have most of your students, did they return in the fall? Yeah, I think um, my particular class has, I'd say in the beginning, maybe four on option four. Yeah. And as it's kind of... Uh, gone along through the year we've had most of them come back except for one but two in particular never come to school okay even though they're not on option four anymore I don't know why their parents took them off option four but they typically don't come to school anyways right right so yeah yeah because see that's a privileged thing too like at our school at the beginning we had 60 percent in school 40 percent at home which I think was like one of the largest percentages in the district of kids at home but that's because parents can afford it they're home with their kids they have technology they're able to support it and a lot of our um a lot of our families are from um like from asia and so they experienced either themselves or with families the waves there first so they were concerned and that's why they kept their kids at home Um, and i think now it's like 80 20 so we still have quite a few kids at home but that's because they have a computer that they can go on. Right? Well, we were lucky because the, the Vancouver School Board actually provided technology for oh, all our families that needed it, which was an absolute shock because... That's huge to get uh, I have no clue. But they got iPads and they got computers. And we were saying, well, <laughs> you know, don't be mad if you don't get back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was the return rate? I actually don't know. I actually think they might still have it, but other than that, I don't know. They had to sign something. 
in order to take it. But I'm pretty sure in reality, I think they'd all be pretty good about returning it, but I wouldn't be surprised if some come back broken. Yeah. But they weren't yeah. brand new either. Right. Okay. But I, know, I know some schools were donating yeah. to schools that needed it. Because our yeah, my kids, yeah, my kids the school, BSB, from what I remember when I was on PAC at my kids' school, they had a technology fund, like a set oh. amount yeah. um, per to school. Place, yeah. And the schools were supposed, like, because all schools were supposed to buy technology. And this was before right. COVID hit. And they were for like teachers to get like smart boards and iPads and stuff for their classrooms. Yeah. But then COVID hit and all that money sat. Right. So I think that's why all of that money got funneled into providing technology for the children. Right. Yeah. And I wow. think that big check that we got is being yeah. used towards technology. Yeah. yeah. And it depends on the school and what the need assessment was. And they just like shuffled the money around because yeah. like my kids are, they go to public school on the east side too. They're over at. Well, my youngest is at Begbie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I haven't heard that school in so long. <laughs> yeah, I live a block away. <laughs> I just feel like... I feel like here, it's like these. everybody is just so lucky. Like, the homeless, the, the you know, a lot of the kids in, like, the lower poverty. Like, like your school and like that. But when I look at, like because I've been there, like, Mexico, and then my husband's yeah. country, like, mm-hmm. the Philippines, like, oh, Africa. Yeah. Like, for example, like, my husband trains very wealthy clients, like, very wealthy clients. And um, they actually will travel to Africa and bring mm-hmm. all that stuff there, right? Mm-hmm. I just feel like we're so lucky here. Like, yeah. are we able to even go out that way and do a charity, like, to expand out? Because... Uh, no. I feel like, and I could be wrong, correct me, Kelsey, I just feel like, for example, Indigenous people, they get totally fucking shafted. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just true. Like what you were saying, that the Syrian families are getting more than our Indigenous people. Like, I mean, which is the same in every country. So it's like, yes, those schools that you see, it's like, because those countries are focusing their charity on other things that it's like, it's always the indigenous in every country that gets ignored and it's like if you want to make the world a better place you start with where you are yeah so yes there's like this whole outreach thing and like let's change the world but if you don't change where you are there's no point in like you can't reach Uh, that far because it's it's harder to manage maintain um oversee where your funds are going um update people on progress I mean, that's, that's exactly the way yeah. colonists have been doing it for hundreds of years, right? With missionaries, yeah. that it's like it, there's a lot of things that get lost along the way because of power, money, greed. Right. Whereas if you yeah. start in your own community and you help like that one family at a time and yeah. you, you know, teach that person to fish. Right. Yeah. And then it, it's that's like actually a, good a forward momentum versus yeah. let's help a village out in Right. somewhere else that's true yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say too we have a friend her name is Mona and she owns a company called Feeding Mama so she donates a portion oh, of all her sales um, to specific indigenous I believe it's right. like a doula thing yeah she was telling me it took a very long time um, to build that relationship yeah because yeah. we've lost so much and I fully get it the trust isn't there. Yeah. So yeah. Like, oh, we're gonna come in. We're gonna help you. Yeah. No, like, okay, can't be like cool. that. 
She yeah. says it took a it took a minimum a year of her outreaching constantly and showing up before they would even take any of her food because yeah. they she's like it's they want not they're food. not they don't trust this trust anyone which I don't yes. blame them I mean I'm I would say I'm pretty close to a lot of the some of the families there not a lot but some of the families there but I've also been there for five years they've seen me a lot it's taken a long time my one particular student I've been with her since kindergarten and it wasn't Aww. until she um <clears throat> hit I'd say grade two that her and that her mother and I really wow. um connected so it took two years for and her name's Kelsey, which is really interesting, but <laughs> for Kelsey to trust me. And so she, we talk probably every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. But oh. right. Like you're right. Um, you can't just open this thing up and think that it's going to be rainbows and lollipops right off the hop. Mm -hmm. There is going to be a lot of. Um, Building trust. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we want to make sure that because like the reason why Barb invited you too is just to get your input because we want to make sure what we're doing, like we've all probably won, like I don't know for myself, I've won prizes. Someone's been like, here's a prize worth $500 and I get it. I'm like, okay, I'll use one of these things. Like just getting money or just giving things like a backpack that they're not going to use is right. not necessarily mm -hmm. helpful. So we want to make right. sure that whatever we're doing is going to be the most impactful the most beneficial and you know and I totally love the teach them how to fish don't give them that's what I was just gonna say it'd be interesting like to I mean I don't know how this would work but like even like I'm not saying that they that some of them don't know how to cook but even just making how to make yeah. I don't know like simple quick recipes that don't maybe that maybe that would be I don't know it'd be interesting to to look at That'd be something great for um, I'm actually Grace doing... to come in, right? Grace would be so great yeah. with that. Like someone to teach the skills, like the life skills. So I found like, because I've done random charity things mm -hmm. and worked with a lot of different groups over the years. Mm -hmm. And I found that the most oh, successful or the most like impactful and, and what I feel to be like soul rewarding we're the ones where you're not giving them money and you're not giving them things, but you're giving them your time. So it's, it's giving them a, either a community to go to, which takes time building that, that kind of network where they know that they can trust you and go to you and, um, and that you'll be there for them. So, you know, mentoring skill, skills, training, um, they took handwriting out of the curriculum and I'm actually working with another group of artists on providing free workshops and like me going into schools and teaching kids writing and calligraphy for free as like a give back to the community kind of thing because the Vancouver School Board's arts funding is pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like trying to find ways to be in impactful in that way because there is a lot of community programs already set up to give them backpacks and school supplies and exactly. food and all of that it's like it, and you're right it gets taken for granted because it's always there yep but where are the people to like hang out with these kids when they're home alone like where do they go yeah yep right like wh where do they go when their parents are not there where 
where do those parents go when they need help and someone to talk to because they're overwhelmed? So it's, it's that kind of community and they're not going to start just yeah. trusting you or taking your gifts that you give them because there's a pride issue there too. It's like, no one wants to be the charity case. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're totally right. And even like, which is why those kids don't know they're poor. Right. Like as a parent, it's, it's like built in that you want to shelter your kids from that. I mean, I grew up not realizing I was poor for the longest time. And then you get to high school and it's like, why am I being bullied? Oh, because all of my clothes are hand-me-downs. Yeah. And then it gives you this reverse complex when you're older, where it's like, now my kids are just spoiled because I refuse to be, let them be the kid with, you know, the old shoes. <laughs> so then it's, it's trying to find that middle ground, but like no parent wants their kid to, to feel like the poor kid. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where do they go where they can talk about that or where they can get the help without losing their pride? Mm. Yeah, even like the mental health aspect. I was gonna yeah. ask about the mental health but, aspect. Is there anything- But mental health is absolutely. very rare. Hmm? Sorry, is mental there your school okay. that, uh, that supports mental health? Like, are there any programs or departments? We used to have um, art therapy, but due to, lack of, cut. Yeah, due to lack of funding, we could, because that actually got paid through, not through the school board. I can't remember how that got paid, but. It was privately funded and donated money, but the funding yeah. got taken away. And when the government changed over it, it they took whatever, because okay. another company was matching the VSB's art funding. Yeah. And, the, yeah, this was like, I don't even know. This was through, I can't even remember who this is through. It was at one time at our school through UBC also. Well, she actually came like twice a week. I think it was twice or three times a week for like a good three years. And then that disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if they get, if they can get things through Raycam. Raycam is very resourceful and a lot of the kids go there. So I don't know through Raycam if they can um, get some things through met for mental health, but even just for like the adults, like I know one of my mom's struggles with anxiety and she feels overwhelmed. And um, I told her to go to Raycam to see if they could help her. I, I have nothing. Mm-hmm. So and what's missing I- from some communities is like, like I remember growing up like in the neighborhood I grew up in, so many kids went to the Boys and Girls Club, right? And there would be cooking classes, there would be art, there would be sports, but there isn't a place like that in every community. So sometimes like you you just need that after-school art club that the kids can join for free or after-school cooking class or do you know what I mean? Because you can feed them and teach them to cook at the same time. Yeah, this is like, we got y'all. Don't make fun of what I'm about to, but you know how in the show, Basically, that program was mm. to support the, Arts. you know, kids with classes or whatever, but they mm. would come to the school and they would have, they would provide like help with math, help with mm-hmm. whatever, um, help with the arts. And maybe I know originally we were saying maybe our focus is the moms, but maybe our focus should be the kids. Or even mm-hmm. if we did it for the moms. Because there the are a lot. I know. I do find that the kids are, uh, that you guys going the mom route would be kind of nice because I think the adults sometimes mm-hmm. get uh, yeah. but if we could do something like that we're in, like we're providing that kind of service versus giving 
Like think yeah. about all the stuff we like doing with our kids, like, you know, joining Nothing. things like, oh, I'm going to do a cake decorating class with my kids, or we're going to do cookies or, you know, like it's that activity of doing something with your kids that these families don't get because yeah. it costs money cool. and it's a disposable income thing. Be cool to do it at a school, like a two-day event where, like, yeah. you know, like, I know a couple of people that bake cookies and all that, and, like, doing that with your children, you know? Like, yeah. come do a bake-off with your kids. Or, like, a dip-dyeing class. Do you know what I mean? Like, make tie-dye Something tea. for them it's to something. have a day. To, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know when, because when, my, my parents um, were immigrants, and they, mm-hmm. their first location was around that area. And uh, every time we drive by, my dad always says to me, he's like, you know, just breaks my heart that this still hasn't changed. Like what the government is not supplying. He's like, and I've been here for more than like 40 years and it just makes me sad, you know? And even for me, it was like when we grew up, like there were four of us, it was like, I mean, we were okay, but we didn't get the extra help. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. speak English very well. Mm -hmm. They failed me. There was like no support and all my trauma from kindergarten till like now I'm still dealing with situations where I was like, fuck. And where now like, you know, I I have this privilege to put our kids in a private school and do everything that I can. (laughs) But my, the teachers always say to me like, wow, you're really like, when it comes to their education and I have to explain like, well, this is what I went through and I don't want my kids to go through it. Exactly. Yeah. But I just feel like, like, even just not like what you were saying is not even the food supplying, but like mental health, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, because my son was bullied and, you know, I mean, getting like counseling help is like two to $300 an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's so expensive. Like even with my new collection coming in, I'm doing like 10% of those proceeds will go to mental health. Like whatever I can do to help people with mental health, because I'm like, but there are, I know, a lot of counselors, like when I was speaking to um, Ethan's counselor, he was like, whatever I can do to help, let me know, you know, like, I'm happy there's to a, give. There's a program that cut. does it. Yeah. There's, uh, but, I had a client yesterday, and she, whatever organization, I should ask her again, she works for an organization, and they, they work at a school, um, they work in a building beside a school on Slocan and 18th. I don't know what school that is, but, oh, um, okay. and what? Northway, isn't it Northway? Yeah, I think so. Okay. No, it's, it a, it's not, it starts with a B. Anyways. B? Okay. No, it's Northway. Um, that's Northway on Slocan and. No, that's, um, Slocan and, um, up from like 29th. It's, it's beside oh, a mental yeah, yeah. health, uh, there oh, is, um, are you thinking like Sunny Hill? Sorry? Sunny Hill? Oh, maybe. It's besides Sunny Hill's the hospital, right? So yeah. it's whatever school is next to there. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember. So what her organization is a group of. Hey, don't burn my hair. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, her organization provides mental health therapy for families and like assessments and they provide all of that for that specific school and then I was just saying to her I was like wouldn't it be awesome if all schools could have it but unfortunately not this school was lucky enough to get this program run at their school right Right. but I I could find out what that organization is and figure out like 
how they're getting their doctors to do this all pro bono. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, but yeah, these families, because they're not, I asked her if it was funded by the, by the ministry and she said, no, it's mostly donors. And wow. Um, it was an interesting program to hear about. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty so neat to do something. Yeah, I've, so I've, much I've, to like, think about. The mental health aspect is often left out. Yeah. Yeah. There is going to be, there is a study that UBC is doing right now. They're actually looking for like children volunteers. And it's just a survey that you fill out online. Um, the mental health aspects of COVID for kids. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. Kiana sent me that link. Oh yeah. So I mean, something interesting wow. to, yeah. My daughter sends me all sorts of things to teach me. Oh, I love that. That's so sweet. That is sweet. What are your kids? Are they still sleeping? Oh, Kiana doesn't get up before like noon. What? I, um, I have like teens now. Oh, I have a teen too. I mean, they just have, like eight. They do nothing. No. I don't she just, like teens. She stays in her room and like talks teens. to her friends until like three or four in the morning and we don't see her until like she gets hungry. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> So but yeah, um, I mean, like after years of having parents as missionaries, that is the one thing I've learned, especially with what they do in the Philippines, right? It's um, build them a community yeah. and teach them how to make them like teach them how to help themselves. Right. Don't just send them things. So like when my parents wanted to improve the indigenous um, communities, they didn't go in there and send a whole bunch of money to build them roads and schools. They That's were right. like, they trained them to make their own coffee farm and then how to sell their coffee and then let the communities build their own schools and their own roads and their own homes and yes. which it, and it gave them ownership of their own business mm -hmm. so and then what they focus on is like helping to do scholarships to educate the youth coming out of these communities because then they don't turn to violence they don't turn to crime they don't turn to anything else because they found a better way right so it's like you don't help people by giving them things you help them by helping them. <laughs> I was like, that makes sense. One of, one of my coworkers that. actually- That always wins. Um, first of all, she, she just, she's switching positions now, but anyways, um, she is First Nations herself and she lives over in the project. So she would also be a good mm -hmm. person to maybe well, bounce amazing. ideas off, get some input oh in because yeah. she, um, I'm not saying that she needs help or anything because she doesn't. She's very yeah, supportive. Just to, her to own, have a but... conversation with somebody in the community. Yeah, I'd love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's somebody else that might be able to shed a bit more light, more than me, I'm sure. Well, I mean, honestly, this is just scratching the surface. It's just such you know we need to do some digging and research, and there's just so much more, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's almost it's almost ten, so thank you. No worries. Thank you for nice. hanging out with us this morning. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. Do you guys do this every Sunday? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we have special guests some Sundays because you know every Sunday it's a big commitment. So somebody you know from a business or this is yeah, my first time in the community. Just <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting in. My sister. Is by default. She didn't want to join. She just had no choice. LJ tried to get me to help her start an accountability group, but I couldn't even make it to the accountability. <laughs> That'd be. <me. laughs> I'm start. Me. Cool. Yeah. 
couldn't. <laughs> so, Kels, if you ever want to hop in again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is nice. Yeah, nice way to start the morning. Next, we're going to be doing a worksheet. Just on. Yeah. Layla's going to join in on that as well. <laughs> we do a worksheet? We, like, we read different books or listen to different oh, cool. podcasts or audio books. And Sarah has some worksheets for us. I took a quick look and I feel like it's about social media and just building your yeah. social media uh -huh. properly and how to communicate your business properly. And stuff. Oh, wow. Sunday mornings. We have a podcast. Why did I get this up? We have a podcast out. We have I a podcast. wanted my hair and makeup done. We haven't been advertising it just because, you know, we just want a bit more practice. So uh, is that what you've been putting up on Instagram? Like, I know you did the one with Maria. Yeah, that was just an IG live for fun. But oh, okay, we okay. actually have called Sunday mornings podcast where we just with some of our special guests or whatever, we um, put it up online for people to listen to. Oh, very cool. Good for you guys. That's awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And that's a wrap on another community conversation. Friends, thanks so much for joining us today. And a special thanks to Kelsey for joining us on an early Sunday morning. Guys, please give us a shout if you'd like to share your thoughts on this or if you have any ideas for next time or if you'd even like to join the call. We'd love to get to know you. Till next time.